0: Keyshawn J Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Ow!
2: Keyshawn J Will and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Canty in for Key of Canty and Carlin fame. Come on, CC. Oh, what about winning a Super Bowl, backyard. Max? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Am I
3: famous for it's that too? Backyard barbecue oh,
4: yeah. music, sure. CC. You ever have okay. those I'm trying to I'm trying to oh, play yeah. that my, dad, just, oh, yeah. my dad just had the hands up in the air like this. Just barely yeah. moving, <laughs> James. Just barely Brown. moving to James
3: with with that uncle that can't quite walk right. <laughs> He's got a little cane, but when James Brown come
4: on, he gets dis- healthier. <laughs> cane He can move. He can move a little bit. <laughs> it's like Yoda in the new Star Wars. Hold on, man. He <laughs> got a fifty inch vertical. What the hell just happened? <laughs> Look at you with the
3: plug for the company. <laughs> come on, oh, about that?
2: No, just I'll little things. Is that I'll the new Star Wars? The old Star Wars. Uh, now, by now, it's old. It's not yeah, the original. By star yeah, yeah, now. Not the original. Although. I was watching an episode of The Mandalorian with my daughters the other day, and the new little Baby Yoda did the same thing. Baby Yoda. Pulled the same stunt at fi- a 50-foot vert. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I actually prefer Baby Yoda to Old Yoda. Yeah. Am I wrong for that? And, uh, yeah, I like, I like Old Yoda. I just like... You like, like Old Yoda? Original <laughs> Old Yoda. Ah, mm. ah.
2: I didn't like the CGI strong, Yoda. Stronger forces.
3: Stronger forces. <laughs> Look at you!
4: I just—I love Yoda, man. That's my thing. I scare my kids on Halloween because I was like a six-foot-one Yoda. They're like,
2: "Damn, Yoda's real." I'm like, "Yeah, this is
4: tall Yoda." Yoda. Ryan, Ryan <laughs> Clark oh, tweeted, the, "There is no try.
2: Yeah, Ryan Clark tweeted something about like you know how he came to the realization there's no real try. It's either you do or you don't. And I was like, he, "What? He just watched The Empire Strikes Back?" That <laughs> <I> was <laughs>
4: try, me.
2: No, no. He's like, no. It's this. They just played it. Do guys- or oh, do not. There is no try. There is no try. I remember seeing that thinking, what the hell is he talking about? Of course there's a try. Hell do I not really. Yes, Yo is like the most gangster coach, just always. Not really, because in the
4: world of sports, there is no you don't get an A for trying. You either won a chip or you failed.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. nobody gives you credit ready, for getting there. If you're getting ready to fight Darth Vader, boy, you better either do it or don't. Yeah. Force is real. It's real. Not real action. That's a catch line. The force may is the ripped. force be with you. Catch it's phrase the right? may the, the force okay, according be with you is yeah, a catch, catch phrase, phrase, right? But yeah. whose catch phrase is it? It's more Yoda's, about, may the force be with you. But it's everyone's. See what I mean? A catch no, phrase but Yoda should started. be unique to the individual. Yoda originated it. <laughs> you think Yoda originated? Yeah, you think he was the original BC. Jedi? Yes, the force will be with was, you. No, 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 because Almost. I thought it was Obi Wan. No, no, no Obi-Wan from Yoda. The Jedi have been around for a thousand generations. Yoda's only like eight, 900 years old. It couldn't Obi- have been
3: Yoda. One. You mean Obi-Wan? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just saying from the original Star Wars movies, <laughs> wasn't the first time we heard it from Obi-Wan? Yeah, but who did Obi-Wan learn yeah.
2: from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoda. Mm, it's true.
4: Come on, guys. I mean, eh. What do we need, a history lesson here?
3: What's going on? <laughs> I don't have it all right in my head, Jay. That's Jason okay. Tatum. I used to hit people in the head for a living for over a decade. So. Yeah.
2: Oh, Jason There's Tatum that. scored. That. By the way, not only did he used to do that, <laughs> but then when I said Chris, Car- Chris Canty, C- Canty and Carlin fame, you got salty because I didn't give you props on the Super Bowl? I'm trying to you plug your show.
3: And, you said of Canty and Carlin fame. I'm, I'm trying to saying, plug well, your was,
2: show. Okay.
3: And you just I'm called him Chris sure. Carlin, by the way. I heard
2: you. First of all, yeah. I've given you many props. You know I'm very grateful for that. anyone who's on that team. The, <laughs> you give me a Super Bowl in this town, you're good.
3: He called you Chris Carlin, can't you? I, no, I know. I just heard it. For I heard it. The disrespect from Max Kellerman this morning. All it's right. not you just confined to Kevin Don't Durant. Do. He's, 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 he's doling. He's giving it to everybody. He gave you disrespect. He's giving me disrespect. Well, That's bit. why I call him the Aaron Rodgers of sports radio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> guys emerging from the darkness <laughs> on a Friday. You <laughs> won't find me in a darkness retreat. Nope. Jason Tatum. Dropped 40. Jalen Brown dropped 30. The Celtics destroy the Bucks, 140-99. Celtics shot 22 of 43 from three. And now they're two games behind the Bucks in the East. I I, I don't know, Jay, like. Let me ask you guys I look this. at the schedule, man. You're playing the second of back-to-back five games in seven nights. I'm not worried What's about on? a loss I, there if I'm the Bucs.
4: Look, we've been talking about this all morning long. <clears throat> to me, this is all about the, the Celtics dominate the game last night. What, you said four games in six days, Max? Right? Mm
2: -hmm. So Five out of seven, yeah. All right, five out of seven.
4: So, for me, it it comes down to can the Celtics get the one seed? But, Chris Canty, I, I, I want to evolve the conversation. You ready? I'm ready. If we were starting the playoffs today, according to seedings, okay, it would mean that the Celtics would have to go through the Miami Heat, Which they they have to claw. That went to a seven-game series. That was a seven-game
3: series last year, Last
4: year, okay. And then they will play against the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. Give me the odds here on what you think. What is more realistic? If Philly, the loser of that series, do they break up? Because if Philly loses that series in in the Eastern Conference semifinals, is that the last we're going to see of Doc Rivers? Is that the last we're going to see of Joel B with the Philadelphia 76ers? It, it, Could he demand a trade? It's probably the
3: last we're going to see a Doc. I don't know if it's the last we're going to see an MB, but you got to wonder what's going to happen with James Harden. Does he get the new so, contract? I mean, Does he uh, get the big deal? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I do think it's a loser go home and will never be the same again type of scenario. But if you're Philly right now, because you're the three seed, you're looking at a first-round matchup with the Brooklyn Nets, and no disrespect to Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. Oh, that, that's a they'll just, get that. That's what I'm saying. They just ain't ready. So you're talking about them being able to advance to the semifinals in short order, and let's not pretend like that series with the Celtics if they match up against the Heat is only going to be a four or five-game series. That's going to be a fight. Miami has proven that they're going to take their pound of flesh in the postseason. So, I don't know, man. Even with home court advantage, that would be a tough second-round matchup for the Boston Celtics.
4: Agreed. And so the question, we have Brian Windhorst on the show two days ago, and we talked about Celtic fans should be praying for Jalen Brown to make All-NBA. Because if he makes All-NBA, he can sign a Supermax.
2: You think he does make mm. All-NBA?
4: I, he's on my All-NBA team. As a I mean, forward? As a forward, yes. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, he's a 2-3, whatever. You'll see what happens. I mean, to see who they give it, LeBron or Kevin Durant, if there's legacy involved in this or what. I mean, it's still up to the voters. But if he doesn't make All-NBA, then it's highly unlikely he's going to sign his extension which means he'll be a free agent in 2024. Now, if you know you're losing somebody, Chris Canty, in 2024, because they're giving you a lot of signs, do you make a trade? So, you know, to get assets in return to replenish a guy that you're not going to be able to keep, right, And, and give the illusion to another franchise that hopefully they can lure him into staying with that franchise and being their number one guy. So that's why I think there's a lot on the line here. If we were to stay according to the seedings, and those teams let's were to meet in Eastern Conference. But,
3: Jay, I'll take it a step further. Even if Jalen Brown extends, if they come up short this postseason, like I, I, I still don't see a world where it's off the table that he doesn't try to force his way out of town. Not like if a $100 got to, million they, on the table, man. Well, uh, an extra $100 no, million. No, 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 get the deal you, and force not trade. Listen, Max, Max, you're not listening to me. Even if he extends with the Boston Celtics it's not as if Jalen Brown can't go to them and say I want to be traded out of there it's true it's not impossible we just saw it with Kevin Durant but
2: I want to go we I'm literally like, just saw it I want to go back to like does is this like something's going to change for either the Bucs or the uh, sorry the 76ers or the Celtics right I agree with you Chris that if something changes in Philly it feels like it'll be Doc I don't know about the roster if, if I'm the Philly I might like the major pieces on that roster. You give James s- Harden a max? No, but I would give him a lot though. James Harden's very, very good when he's on the floor. Still, I agree. And and remember what I said earlier about how no one could have beaten that that Golden State team. The crazy thing about Harden and D'Antoni, for that matter, that whole thing they were doing in Houston. They hosted a game seven against that. I mean, it was the following season, but it was basically the same team. Mm-hmm. They hosted a game seven, only lost by single digits and missed almost every three they took, and it was without Chris Paul. Like, Harden was a lot, so, and he's still really, really good. But I do feel like the Celtics, because of the whole stuff with Jalen Brown, you just said, even with a Supermax, Chris, you're speculating, he could still force out. It's true. Like, this version of the Celtics, this might be it if they don't get it done. I mean I'm not yep. saying
4: it's going to happen, but it, it was really funny. People act like and I've heard agents say this, man, like to my face. Look, we're gonna sign a Supermax things will go if things don't go well in a year or two, we out. You grab the bag. Yeah. And then you it puts more
3: pressure on the franchise. Harden did it, yeah, yeah. And then buy, and that's a, and Jay, it's, it's an realistic. awfully big bag with five years, two hundred and
2: eighty-five million dollars.
3: <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs>
2: Let's CC's. talk about whether he could like. When we talk about all NBA, you could be first, second, or third team. So there are fifteen spots: two forward, two guard, right, and then one. Do they still have the center, yes. or is it just jo- yes, okay. one center? Or, okay, so that's the
4: problem with Joel and Embiid and are yeah, both considered centers.
2: So. In, in, in his case, though, in Jalen Brown's case, because there are four spots between guard and forward, and there's no distinction between point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, you really got four times three, which is 12 slots that he could fit into, Jalen Brown, for the purposes of the voting, right? So can you think of 11 guy or 12 guys who would be ahead of him this year for first, second, or third team? Jason All Tatum, the Giannis. probably. There's two. Uh, Even if LeBron and KD Kevin, get legacy stuff, Kevin Durant, four, Sabonis. Maybe Sabonis, Sabonis. But not, as, that's as close. A, as a forward.
4: I mean, he's right there.
2: Ford. I
4: mean, LeBron. I mean, it's, it By the way, out, you can
2: count point guards. Steph Curry, too, right? Because, like, it's well, guard, a guard. but it's still, are we talking he, about forwards? Are talking yeah, about but he forwards be, guards? But what I'm saying is because you could vote for him, I would imagine, at the two or the three. And because they don't I make it. I would tell the,
4: everybody, please vote for me at the three. The got But what I'm saying is a forward. But but you're misunderstanding
2: what I'm saying because they don't make a distinction between point guard and shooting guard for the purpose of all NBA voting, right? Or small and power forward. And because Jalen Brown can be a two a shooting guard or a small forward, there are actually twelve guys who need to be voted in ahead of him. If you can't name twelve dudes who you think are going to be voted ahead of him, he's going to get the supermax. I agree. I don't know if I could name twelve. There's a lot of guards though,
3: Max. I mean, there's a lot of guards. I'm just Lillard. sitting there thinking about it. Luca Dame, oh, SGA, there's too many guards. Yeah, they're John Moran. too many guards, There's they're a right. lot of guards though. So
2: six are right off the board immediately. There, yeah, go there's a in. lot of guards. So you re- you're right. So you're really talking about forwards. You need yeah. to name. You need so to I name six forward. six forwards. Julius
4: Randle?
1: Lord. <sighs> mm.
4: I'd rather have Jalen Brown, but th- Julius. I think Jalen Brown year. too. I'm showing our names. I mean, I think he's going to make it, but it's going to be interesting. Because you have LeBron and KD, you have Sabonis, you have Giannis, Jason Tatum. They're all forwards.
2: A lot of guys. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a forward. You could, I mean, could be. Baseball is back. Tune in tomorrow as the reigning champion Astros host the White Sox. Coverage begins at 1:30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Can be David. I almost said, can David David beat Goliath? Can David beat Goliath, KJM?
0: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
3: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive
1: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
4: Mon. Monica. Monica, are you there?
2: Monica. Did we lose you, Monica?
4: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Then we Uh-oh. lost her. How do we lose her when we didn't have her?
2: I don't know. Hmm. Exciting to talk about the women's tournament right now because I feel like, guys, something's happened. This happened to me with tennis. I mentioned this the other day when they went to the graphite rackets and the men's game just got to be served, served, served. I thought the women's game became more interesting. It felt like there was more sizzle to it. It was more fun to watch. It feels this year like something just happened. You have the most – I don't understand per- the, the, the yeah, analogy I or
3: the parallel that you're trying yeah, to I make, don't, Max. Another parallel. Okay, well, I don't I'm, about follow to, it. I'm
2: about to do it. It seems to me something just happened recently <laughs> where the, the, a change in things has led to a situation where the marquee matchup this year – is on the women's side of the bracket, right? It's like in the women's bracket. I feel like the well, the, the the biggest, most sizzle game that we have in either tournament is on the women. Is South Carolina?
4: You potentially have a person who is I, I, the biggest brand in college basketball right yeah, now. Yeah, that's Caitlin what I'm Clark,
2: I feel like right? going what I'm against Liam Boston and Dawn Staley
4: and like, something, what, what, yes. something has
2: happened recently, like this tournament, where I'm like. Actually, of all the games I want to see, Caitlin Clark and Aaliyah Boston, right? Like that's the, ma- the, the Monica, are you there? I'm
6: here. I think. What? Hi, guys. There up, she
2: Mom? is. So, so what I is? I
6: was singing to you guys last time. I'm sadly got
2: disconnected. But what's up? Let's go. Let's do it, man. What does Caitlin Clark, who's had, oh my god, look what she's doing, have to do? Like the incredible player have to do to beat the incredible team led by someone who Don Staley was on this show saying. As great as her numbers are, Leah Boston is more than the numbers, right? Like what? So yeah. w- w- what happens mm-hmm. here? By what the way, Monica,
4: is- too. I just want to state so people at home can know the team that is thirty-six and O,
2: undefeated. Yeah, that right. team trying to mm. be the tenth undefeated mm. team to do it. What What do you think,
6: Monica? Um. Okay. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Well, there's a whole lot happening there. Here's the deal, y'all. Like Caitlin is dynamic. We can't take anything away from that. But the best team by far is the team that you mentioned. Is now in pursuit of uh, victory number 42 consecutively, going back to last year's national championship and starting the NCAA tournament. So, what would Iowa need to do, and Caitlin in particular, if Caitlin has an efficient day, if the if the assists and the rebounds are well into double digits, that to me is their best offense. Like Don Staley said to us yesterday, as we were preparing, we know Caitlin's going to eat. We don't want her to have an appetizer and an entree, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think when you look at th- this squad, South Carolina has a plethora of long rangy defenders that they can put on Caitlin individually. And we were arguing about this yesterday as a team not arguing, but discussing this yesterday. If your philosophy is just to make it as difficult on Caitlin's time, right? That was Louisville's philosophy as well. Didn't necessarily do it as well, and they allowed everybody else to get off. The thing with South Carolina is they can put a defender on can guard everybody else and so I just think that this is a team with too much depth and too much size and the team comes before the single performance for as dynamic as Caitlin is and that's no knock against us I just don't think Iowa in totality can keep up
3: and Monica, Monica Monica when we look at the secondary stars in this matchup Monica um Z- Zanata and, and uh and Zaya Cook who has more pressure on them in order to get their team to advance to the uh, to the finals
6: Um, you know, Candy, I I get the pressure thing as a question in sports, but I don't think either one of them are playing in pressure. I was there for the first time since 1993. Um, South Carolina is the favorite. I mean, I guess if you want to go pressure, you go South Carolina in terms of maintaining the legacy, and everybody has picked this team to go back to back. I guess if you want to go there. But let me tell you one thing about those South Carolina girls and Iowa. Both of these teams are so loose. I think Zaya's growth as a point guard and someone who kind of, is the extension of Don on the court. Like, the guy is just cool. And even Don said it. And she, it's funny, because Don is, like, not crying, but already sort of mourning this this uh, group losing its senior class because she's like, I trust them. She's basically told us, like, if they're not razzled, I'm not razzled. And so then she said, I very rarely have to get after it, to which the girls quickly corrected her and was like, no, that's not true because versus Marilyn, you threw that clipboard down. <laughs> she was upset. Um So I don't really... I don't really jump up and down about the pressure thing, but I guess I would say South Carolina in terms of a destiny-fulfilled opportunity.
4: So, you know, let's talk about some some characters in this, and Angel Reese is is one of them for LSU. Obviously, they're going against Virginia Tech. I mean, what can't she do on the court, Monica? What do you see from Reese's style of performance, also in how they're coached at LSU that makes him a true contender?
6: Well, Jay... I think Kim is fantastic. I think what Kim has done in her second year with nine transfers is to be heralded. However, uh-uh. if you guys remember, her third quarter interview in the Elite Eight game, she basically told America to turn the game off because the offense was terrible. And a terrible offense tends to follow her squad just a bit. And so for as wonderful as Angel has been, average a double-double in SEC plays, is the leader of this squad, both in terms of her activity on the court and her voice this team has to find some offense because I just am not sure that they can contend with Virginia Tech's ability to defend as well as Virginia Tech's offense right and maybe Angel is dynamic she's a very different post player than her counterpart versus Virginia Tech which will be Liz Kitley but Angel's just quick off the ground she's so athletic she I mean some folks have pointed out a little chuck and duck strategy but you know either way you miss you clean it up like the basket still counts um and so she's just a Great big personalities. She's been really great for the game. I know we talked to all of them about the viewership being up, and they are all so proud um, to be a part of that.
2: And talking to Monica McNutt here on KJM ESPN Radio, Monica. So I started the segment by talking about it. Feels to me, not just that the ratings are up, that something is different. Like there, or this is like a kind of a like a tipping point moment. It feels to me like so far in the either tournament, men's or women's. The marquee matchup is the one we're about to get, you know, with South Carolina, Caitlin Clark against the incredible team. Do do you feel that too? I mean, as someone who's, is there a sense that something is
6: different now or just having a good year? You know, Matt, I I think the times are changing. Um, I think that the investment in women's sports and the interest is growing. Um, I don't think that we've arrived by any means, but I do think that this year it's a perfect culmination of really talented teams and a really talented player, obviously, in Caitlin Clark and the marketing and the efforts that have been sincerely put behind the women's game. I mean, last year, the championship was on ABC. This year, the championship will be on ABC. I mean, on ABC, excuse me. We've got all three ESPN networks working between the traditional broadcast and the bird and Tarazi broadcast tonight. Like, Marketing partners are here in Dallas, out the wazoo. Like, I think it's the the perfect storm in terms of companies being sincere in their support of women, right, with their marketing dollars. And then we got talent that is also catching the eyeballs of even the casual fan. I'll tell you, since I've been in Dallas, well, one one time I was in New York before I left, and then since I've been in Dallas, I mean, these are like really cool, sixty-year-old white guys like that are like, "Hey, like, you're a basketball analyst, aren't you? Like, we have really enjoyed." watching y'all on the women's tournament and so these are folks that I'm not typically expecting to get a compliment from but like the eyes are now there and the interest is there and so I think I know our crew at ESPN we had our big meeting last night Pat Lowry Michael Schiffman Beth Chapel, like everybody's so excited and so proud especially for those guys that have been on this project way back when they were begging for you know Sports Center to run a highlight or like people to take interest and now we've got all types of asks and so I think it's really the culmination of a perfect storm, and it's a glimpse of what we can see moving forward because women's basketball players are getting more and more talented. The equity and the interest and the support from big-time companies needs to be here to set.
2: Really cool 60-year-old white guys. Hear that, guys? Another 10 years, I'm going to be there.
6: (laughs) Thank you, Monica.
2: (laughs) All right, Monica, good luck.
6: Thanks, guys.
2: Coming up next, one of the greatest – college players of all time let me tell you something i got a better intro for you one this is a player who bob ryan of the boston globe when he was originally a panelist on around the horn and i was the original host once said fate of the universe on the line and he had to take any one player at the time who ever played basketball he would take our next guest that is coming up kjm espn radio
0: listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live Everywhere you are, download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are,
1: have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric number one, the majority of their models come pre assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two,
5: who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
2: Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, Serious XM Channel 80. We are joined now by ESPN College Basketball Analyst and Basketball Hall of Famer, the great Bill Walton. Bill! Bill, what
4: are, what? Your, what are your thoughts on... Go ahead, Jay. Uh, what happened to the Conference of Champions, Bill?
7: They tell me this town ain't got no heart. All you got to do is poke around. I'm in Houston. It's looking great here. It's like Hawaii, just warm, beautiful rainbows, puffy clouds, trees blowing in the light winds here. I'm on location with Clyde Drexler, where dreams become reality, where we come to grow, and where the deal goes down. And as I look over Discovery Green, From my hotel right in the middle of everything, I can only think of the Lewis and Clark expedition as we come to the promised land to determine the fate of the known world. And right outside my window, there's a big sign that says, come ready to play. Yeah, I want to thank Jay Williams, though, for speaking up for Giannis as the MVP of the NBA. Absolutely incredible. We come to the celebration of goodness and hope, opportunity, and Mm. purpose with pride, loyalty, and gratitude here at the Final Four. Yet again, on the way in, on the plane ride in, I watched the new – Reggie Jackson movie on Prime, oh my gosh, don't miss that one. The family reunion that we're having here at the Final Four is always spectacular. The new Hall of Fame class, which is sure to include Dirk and Powell and Dwayne Wade and Tony Parker and Greg Popovich. The Naismith Award breakfast on Sunday morning, really one of the highlights. The March Madness this music festival, the Fan Fest, AT&T, it's all happening. We have so many loyalties, Jay and Max. During this tournament, all our children went to schools like Harvard and LSU, which sadly didn't make the tournament this year. But Princeton, UCLA, Arizona, and San Diego State sure did. And we are here. We are here at the Final Four. And we're going down the road feeling fine. We will get by. We will survive so many wonderful games. Princeton, K State, the Novell Show going on at MSG, fairly Dickinson, the Tennessee Duke game—I know that broke Jay's oh. heart—and then the Arkansas Kansas game. Oh my gosh, so much to talk about, so little time. How are you folks doing today? I'm alive and I'm on ESPN Radio. Let's Bill Walton,
2: go. ladies and gentlemen, you just took us through the Final Four, the Reggie movie, the Basketball Hall of Fame. What, what about UConn? Like when people look at the at the at the men's tournament right now you look at the margin of victory and stuff like that there seems to be a sentiment it's their tournament to
7: lose how do you feel about it I love UConn and UConn has won four championships in the last 24 years and more than anybody else including victories against Duke and so, hey. Jay, that was a little elbow hey. to your midsection there. And so, here, <laughs> I had the privilege at PK-85 Thanksgiving Feast Week on ESPN of uh, calling the Yukon romp through PK-85. And I was so impressed with everything. I've known the Hurley family forever. Bob and I... We are relatively the same age. His two children, Bobby and Dan, just absolutely incredible. Their sister, remarkable in every way on and off the court. And what UConn brings is a championship mentality backed up by talent. Yes, the no-go is really good, and yes, Jordan Hawkins is fantastic. But when I look at that team, when they have guys like Alex Caravan, Donovan Klingon, Klingon won the MVP of the PK-85 coming off the bench and maybe playing about 13 minutes a game. He changes everything. And then Andre Jackson, who is a remarkable player, and he does so many things. And what I look for in teams, and and the great coaches are able to do this, and John Calipari, just absolutely spectacular. His teams, they play hard, they're in shape, they play together, and they play to win, and that's what UConn does. And so when you got an Andre Jackson who has Richard Jefferson-like athleticism and a concept of how to play, and – Andre Jackson, he plays to make other people better. And he's got such great supporters out there. Tristan Newton in the backcourt. Joey Calcaterra comes in. You know, he's a California guy who was at USD. I followed his career forever. And this is a really, really solid team. But the other teams are fantastic and are capable of winning. And that's what they have done. One of the things that's really stood out to me, this tournament is the calm poised nature of the coaches far too often we see coaches who think they're doing something by wildly gesturing and running up and down and jumping up and down and yelling and barking and I like the poised coaches like John Wooden, Lenny Wilkins, Jack Ramsey, Red Auerbach, Casey Jones and all these different guys that come in, and you see what Dusty May has done. Dusty, anybody named Dusty, I'm for that guy. How do you get a name like Dusty? <laughs> and then Jim Larenega. I mean, 73 years old. He's even older than I am. But what he has done in terms of shaping this program, the program that was really put on the map, you know, 50 plus years ago when Rick Barry, one of the all time great players and people, one of my absolute best friends, when he did there, but Jim Laranaga, he's got a team that can play offense. And so they have a, a real chance. They're a resilient team. They're not a deep team, Miami, but they're a great second half team. And when you've got guys that can fill it up like Jay Williams used to be able to do, then you've got a real chance. They don't have a lot of size. Omir, he is really a solid player. But beyond that, you know, Poplar's excellent pack. Wong Miller, the perfection guy and then Joseph, but will they be able to hold up against this UConn team that has so many different players? They've had a great run. You know, Drake was an anomaly. Indiana, they pounded them, Big Ten. They get all their players in, and then they lose all their teams in the tournament, and then they lose in the first round every year. They just took it to Houston. They took it to Texas, and we're clearly the better team. But now they've got to come up against UConn, and the way that Klingon changes everything because he's so skilled and so big, and he doesn't make foolish, silly mistakes. He keeps his feet he doesn't have to jump. He's just seven-two. He's got those arms, those Kevin McHale arms. And he's just able to have a huge impact on both ends of the court. And then Sunogo just keeps wearing you down. He gets to the free throw line. He's patient. He's calm inside. It's all a fantastic result of the beautiful coaching. And then you've got the other game there with Dusty May coming in with Florida Atlantic against San Diego State. Now, Florida Atlantic, this is a deep, athletic, versatile, interchangeable squad that shoots a ton of threes and plays nine guys here. They had a good run. You know, early on, people didn't know about it, but these guys win the games, and that's what it's about. They're champions like Jay Williams is, but they took care of Memphis. They pounded a really hot, fairly Dickinson squad, and then just... Tennessee, Tennessee was on fire. What Tennessee did to Duke, oh, my gosh. And then they took K-State and Novell out, too. So don't ever discount them. But playing against San Diego State, which is the team where I grew up, I grew up one mile, one mile from San Diego State University. And my mom went to San Diego State, class of 1947. She's passed away 15 months ago. Our son, Chris, and his wife, Gina, they both went to San Diego State, they have three children, three of our 14 grandchildren, and they were the captain of the basketball team, Chris was, and Gina was the captain of the women's soccer team, and they're flying in for this spectacular weekend of celebration, of goodness, of kindness, of opportunity, and all the different things that have gone down here with this San Diego State team, which is a lot of players. A lot of size. When I was watching San Diego State play Alabama, I'm thinking to myself, this is the most physically athletic and imposing team I've ever seen in the history of college basketball. It looks like they belong all in the NFL. And so here it was with Mensa and Ladie and a rope. And then... Uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Matt Bradley, these guys are so physically fit. Lamont Butler and then Darian Trammell and Micah Parish. if he could only make a shot. And Adam Seiko, I'm just so happy that they were able to win that game after he threw that pass. Oh my gosh. And so here it is now, San Diego State, this team which now you have to play as the favorite when they when the Aztecs come in and play as favorites against, against Florida Atlantic here. And so the the key for San Diego State to win is to know how to handle the pressure, to come and realize that it's not just defense. Defense at this level is a constant. You have to be able to fill it up offensively, and that's where you need the great guy. Now, Primmel has bailed them out. Butler has bailed them out. They're going to need more from Jaden Ledee, the Aztecs are. They're going to need more from rope, They're going to need more from Keyshawn Johnson. And have this team now – Keyshawn Johnson isn't he part of this radio show? I and mean, he's also playing for the Aztecs. He's I, on vacation I just can't right figure now. all that out. All right, he, he's on vacation. Yes, at What's the moment. That?
2: At the moment, Bill Walton, ladies oh, okay. and gentlemen, we got to pay some bills to Bill Walton, ladies and gentlemen, is working on location. Go to NCAA.com slash VIP for more information. Thank you, Bill. Jay, I miss you. Max,
7: miss you miss too, buddy. You. Let's Likewise. go. Likewise. Congrats on the movie come too, coming to out, Bill. Congrats on the movie, too, Uh, coming out, buddy. Bill Walton, Clyde Drexler, where dreams
2: become reality. Let's Let's go, go.
4: baby. Let's go.
2: Bill Walton was Bob Ryan's answer on Around the Horn 20 years ago. If he had one game to win, fate of the universe on the line, and you're doing a draft, the first guy he was taking was Bill Walton, who was the MVP of the league, having played 69 games and one of the greatest college players of all time. All right. Final four is here. Who wins and why? It's coming up, KJM. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the
0: ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio.
8: ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively.
1: Must be 21 plus and present in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: Keyshawn J Will and Max Lock It In is brought to you by Gorilla for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. So, what are we doing here for Lock It In, Nuno?
1: Jay's going to hit us with uh, some information on the Final Four.
2: All right, so I'll go with the five
4: seed versus the four seed on CBS tonight. Uh, that game is at 8.49 p.m. Look, uh, Miami obviously has a veteran team. Wong is one of the best scorers there is in college basketball. We just had the infamous Bill Walton on their show talking about how much he appreciates their style and Jim Lar- Laranega, their head coach. But UConn is the best team, I think, left out of these Final Four teams. And defensively, they have guards that can get up and after you. So I- I'm going to take... UConn to cover. They are five and a half point favorites. I will take them to cover. I will also take the under tonight. Mm. Jay, That's my
6: Jay, that game's not tonight.
1: Tomorrow's tomorrow. April first. Tomorrow's <laughs> April first. <laughs> <laughs> I swear day, today buddy. is <laughs>
4: April first. I'm yelling at me tomorrow. Uh,
2: uh, why are you rushing past today? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I know why. You're traveling today. Yeah, I'm traveling. I, I want about- tomorrow
4: to be today so I can just watch who tonight.
2: See, Jay's got three small kids, so happy you're boy. already at. The hotel in your mind. You're sleeping in. Yeah, I get it. I get it.
4: Nobody jumping in my bed at five in the morning.
3: (laughs) What you
2: got, Chris? Oh, oh, for my lock
3: of the night. Lock of the night. Same game parlay. Denver Nuggets, Phoenix Suns. We're gonna go with the Suns laying the eight and a half. We're gonna take the combined points over two twenty seven, and we're gonna go with Devin Booker over on twenty eight and a half points. Over twenty eight. What's the juice on that, Nuno? What do we got? Plus 489. Ooh, plus 489. Go ahead and lock that in. That's going to happen. Get get yourself some money going into the weekend. Okay.
2: I'll go to the the same game that you took, Jay, but I think that they cover. I think Miami, I think it's going to be a – You think Miami covers? Yeah, I think it's going to be a close – I think this is UConn's close call.
4: Just the one thing to pay attention to, Final Four, though. I've seen it happen all the time. In the game, fouls i am just tell you, you know what I mean, CC. <laughs> like one team being up two, yeah. foul. You
2: think you, bet, yeah. you think you won the bet? You think you won the bet? All right. Here we go. All right, I'm going to take some calls. People have been waiting to talk about KD. Oh, really? Let's do this. Let's do a lightning Who's round. Who's been waiting of calls? to talk about KD? People. The people.
4: Don't, gotta be don't ask people. us how we're doing. Don't say, hey, guys. Thank come you. in exactly with your point.
2: You know what? I've got to do this ruthless stuff I used to do on Max and Marcellus, all right? If you say what's up, you're getting dropped. We know you like the show, blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't be calling. We're going to say your name. We're going to say where you're from. Go. Ready? But we got to be disciplined with this, Nuno. If they say what's up, got to drop them. Nuno, you ready?
1: Well, just real quick. Pat's actually the one that's going
2: to be dropping them. All right, Pat. Got it? Are we all on the same page?
8: Desmond in Uh... South
2: Carolina. You're on KJM. Chris Canty in for Keyshawn today. What you got?
9: And Kd too. uh Chris and Jay, y'all giving KD too much of a pass. Y'all know on uh, competition matters, and he lost out of the competition by going to the Warriors. And I like to say with the MJ and LeBron debate, MJ needs better competition in terms of the, the uh, with the debate because he never beat a great opponent. That's all.
2: Hmm. No, he beat a 60- wow. Beat a sixty win? That's Orlando Magic team. I don't even think we got enough time to get to that. Let's call it, Max. Yeah. The Sonics won sixty four. Stop six. being same season. A Michael Jordan apologist. David and Flint. I don't apologize, but <laughs> David and Flint, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. Go,
4: <laughs> man. It's like uh,
9: the fox and the grapes, uh, Aesop' uh, fable. Man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't understand He know he can't uh, do nothing about his legacy right now. Uh So it says the moral of the story is the Fox wanted the grace. He couldn't get him, not they So the moral of the story is there are many who pretend to despise and belittle that which is beyond their reach. Uh
2: Uh-huh. I get it.
9: I get what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I no get what he said. Sure. I, I thought that was Aristotle
4: calling. I had no idea. Yeah. It but that t- was, It took me was a minute started. to
3: understand where he was going with I, it. But yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, I get, it. I get And, and when you, start, you,
2: know, you start, yeah. That's what I meant. Like you start laying the, the, you start making the bed for a soft landing. Uh, you know, that's, oh, I, Ultimately, uh, I don't, don't think that's kids, what he's doing. But I could hear, I could hear where someone would interpret it that way. That's the way I interpret it. Seven games in the year of 2023. I'm with you, Jay. I think ultimately he's saying, "I do the work, the legacy." You know, yes. you can decide that later. Yes. Raphael in North Carolina. You're on KJM ESPN Rafael. Radio.
9: Hey, I'm calling. Just wanted to say I, uh, I think Boston is superior to the Bucks. The last five games they played, going back to game six in the playoffs, uh, that was in Milwaukee. Tatum dropped 46 and beat Giannis. Game seven, Boston uh, beat Milwaukee. Uh, going back to this year, Christmas Day, Boston beat them by 20. The game that Milwaukee won in March – uh, Brown, Tatum, Smart, Horford didn't play. Boston almost beat them in overtime, missing four stars. That was in Milwaukee, and Boston won last night by forty. The last five games, outside of one in March, Boston is averaging twenty plus points in beating Milwaukee. Boston is six and one against Milwaukee and the six this year. How about Chelsea that? How about that skip?
4: How about that skid? Boston went on. What happened there?
9: Well, I mean, it happens. For, for for whatever reason, it seems like Boston plays down to their competition. They really get up for the big teams. Like I said, they six and one against the Bucks and Philly this year. They're averaging twenty points a game wins against Milwaukee. There's no way you yeah, can say but Newarkens come on, man! Second
2: Boston. of back to back five, fifth game in seven nights. They're tired. Where's Benjamin well, you're, making from, a lot of
3: excuses for, you're making a lot of excuses for the Bucks, Max. All yeah, I'm that's simply right. saying that's is right. I got when for the styles Bucks. make fights, and the style that the Boston Celtics play presents a problem for All Milwaukee.
2: Right. It All just right. does. That's, yeah, that's true. Right. That's All right. Benjamin in L.A., what you got? Yes, yeah, sir. I think the
9: writing on the wall for KD is pretty much evidence. I'm going to agree with you, Max, on that, which I know you be saying some wild stuff sometimes, but I got to right. agree with, with your on
0: wow.
9: You know, he joined super teams. Well, first of all, him and, him and Kyrie, they kind of messed their legacy up with the decisions they made. You know what I'm saying? So, KD joined powerful teams that was already powerful. Does he really have those historical moments that you associate with the greatest of the great? You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it's debatable when he went to go to state. Was he really the best player on that team? You know, even if you look at them finals, Curry got double teamed a lot in them mm-hmm. finals. Curry was setting him. Well, obviously, Curry being the point guard. You know what I'm saying? Benjamin, so you, make like, well, Benjamin you make a good point. Benjamin, you make a good point, but you're running out of time now.
2: This he has been W2. Keyshawn J. Willemax. Chris Canty, excellent job as always. Uh, Where's the D? Jay, oh, I say <laughs> some wild stuff, apparently. Greeny <laughs> coming up. Herb.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matts, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.